0: This is the Financial Coconut Podcast, Singapore's first personal finance podcast network. I'm your host, Reggie, aka Yorchi Financial Coconut, and every Tuesday, you'll be joining me on my personal segment, First Dips, where I bring you through some of the latest, most interesting ideas in the personal finance space, hoping you inch closer to the life you love while managing your finances well. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. Okay, so if you live in Singapore you probably know that the government of Singapore is seeding the ground once again huh <laughs> To talk about, oh, is it time for us to raise our pay further? So, woohoo, right? You start to see this. (laughs) Don't don't cancel me. Don't cancel me. But if you have actually uh, listened to episode 178, right, of uh, First Dips, my segment, First Dips, I talk a little bit about how to manage complex financial conversations, right? And the very first tip is called seeding the ground. So the ground is getting seeded. You're seeing articles like, you're seeing non core ministers coming out and say, yeah, yeah, maybe uh, to increase our talent pool, we need to increase our price and everything. right? (laughs) We need to pay our ministers more. So for all that, and to be clear, I don't envy their job. But do they really need to pay more? I don't know. But for you, I know a lot of us want to be paid more. So today, I'm going to put together some tips, very proven strategies to go about increasing your pay. So welcome back. So good morning everyone I welcome you to another day With the Financial Coconut In our podcast debunking financial myths Discovering best financial practices And discussing financial strategies That fits our unique life You get it Ultimately empowering us Create a life we love Or managing our finances Well, I'm your host Reggie A.K.A. your Chief Financial Coconut And welcome back to my segment First Dips Where I hope to bring you Some of the most interesting And leading forefront ideas In the personal finance space Yeah, very bougie today eh? Feeling very atas because we're talking about atas topic, right? (laughs) Okay, so if you live in a kampung, like you you don't read papers or maybe you don't, like maybe most of us don't anymore. You listen, where you get your news from the financial coconut, (laughs) from our Wednesday segment, market updates, right? Yeah, like how many people still read these days, right? Especially it doesn't help that SPH has a saga ongoing and all that. So yeah, I don't want to comment, Like you know, later I can cancel no more sponsors want to work with me and blah, blah, blah. Okay, but the idea here is If you don't live under a rock, you may have seen some articles floating around talking about salary review. Because every five years, actually there's a broad ministerial salary review, right? And you're seeing some... Narratives coming out, lah, you know, for our talent pool, you know, we need to track the best talent and all that and all that. Lah. So, so, you start to see those things coming out. And to be clear, I think a lot of the top talents do work in the government, which is great, right? It benefits us. But at what price? And all that, that's a different discussion. But, but at least, at least, I know a lot of people are like, huh, really? Still want to increase? Not enough. Lah. One year, one million. One year, one condo. Right? Every year, you get one condo. Like, shook. Not enough. Lah. Right, so... I get it. A lot of us on the ground may not be fully agreeable but it is much more complicated discussion that I think we should have, right? But maybe not on this platform but I wonder which platform to go to. Which platform wants to host the Yalabad guys want to host me on their show? We can talk about it. <laughs> hey, Yalabad. Hey, please tag the Yalabad guys. I think they'll work with me on this. All right? so we may have a discussion around that but but today the focus is you. The focus is you. Uh, you and I. I think we are the laymen on the ground that really wants a pay increment and really wants to increase our income because we really need it. Like we actually need it such that we can live a slightly better life and accumulate to even get the flat or a bigger flat or condo. So we do need it. And um, I thought about this. I was like, yeah, you know, let's, let's talk about this because there's a lot of ideas floating around. A lot of people tell you what to do, brand yourself, find your value and all that stuff, right? Sometimes get very airy-fairy, lah, right? And I know, I know you tune into the financial coconut so that you get the crux of the information, the creme de la creme of ideas, right? Say, say Thank you. Thank you. Please vote for me, eh? but... <laughs> i prepping, I preparing the ground. i seeding the ground. One day, maybe I'll run. Eh? But okay, okay. that aside, all that aside, today, I want to bring to you three proven ways to increase your pay, okay? Without running for politics. Lah. May I, if you run for politics, then maybe you do get a pay increment. I don't know. MPs get paid, what? 17? Is it 15? 17,000? I don't know. I cannot remember exactly, but yeah, lah, five figure. Lah. You want to run for MP and do the five figure? But very hard, you know? The work is not easy, yeah? They don't just go into parliament. They got to manage the town. They got to walk the ground. They got to, you know, do all that. La. I mean, sometimes they take photo only. I don't know if they really do that. But from my casual interaction with some politicians, life is not easy. La. It's not as simple as what people would think. Right? So for that money, of course, you work hard. La, right? So whether is it, is it your goal, go for it. Right. If you really believe that you want to run for politics, go for it. But if you don't want to run for politics, okay, and you are not a scholar, Right, you don't get helicoptered in the system, I think there are some proven ways right, that we can actually go about increasing our salary. And proven, it means that many people have tried it it works. Some of you may have heard of these ideas but then maybe there are some kings in your head that you don't really go for it. I'm here to reframe some of your thoughts, right? Reframe some of the clashing beliefs in your head such that you will go about pursuing some of these strategies and yeah, hopefully through this process, you do get your pay increment, the much needed increment so that you can double down on your financial journey. And before we begin, once again, there are always some caveats, right? So, I'm going to assume a few things, okay? I'm going to assume that you're not going to do massive changes in your life. That means you're not going to be like changing a whole sector. You're not going to be shifting to another country. You are not going to be like suddenly helicoptered up, you know, because some, some of your seniors have left and then, you know, company, Karankabo, and then they need to pull you up so you're familiar at management, suddenly become senior management. You know, I'm throwing aside all the big changes that can potentially happen to you. But yeah, it, it adds to the permutation of what can be discussed, right? So, throwing aside all these things, uh, no massive changes in your life, you never uproot yourself, you never change a whole sector. So, given that you are within the same sector, doing what you do, How do you go about increasing your pay? And the very first idea is a very well-established idea. Okay, is to be a frequent jumper. Okay, very well-established at this point in time, but not a lot of people do it. And I understand, right? Because once you get into the groove of doing things, you know, working, doing the grind, it's quite hard. You don't really have a lot of energy. You know why? You still must like keep fit, still must go dating, still must like hang out with friends, like so many things, right? It's so tiring, you know. And how can you like objectively keep being a frequent jumper, right? Which is why time and time again we have talked about being good friends with hate hunters because hate hunters' incentive structure is aligned with you. When they sell you, they get incentive based on the amount of salary they sell you at. Okay, so and with that, they can keep selling you and all that. But of course, hunter, will usually require you to be of a certain caliber already. Right, of course, some other low-hanging things, it's all of to put yourself out there. If you don't have a LinkedIn account, I don't know what you're doing. Right, as much as I think LinkedIn is an extremely like uh, shallow <laughs> And like, Hippocratic kind of, kind of place. It's like, have you, have you seen those posts? Like, I want to appreciate my team, Sally, for giving me this opportunity to grow, to become who I am. And for all the trials and tribulations that, who speaks like that? <laughs> and then, and then after work, right, you gather downstairs at the bar and then you complain about your boss, complain about your friend, complain about your colleague, complain about client. And then on late, <laughs> everybody like march i writing gratitude posts very annoying right I don't know I feel it's very annoying or maybe it's just me it's just me okay of course you can go in and find it amusing that's another way to look at it but I have many friends that found great jobs you know in LinkedIn just by the very fact that they fill up all the things on LinkedIn and then they put out the indicator to say that they are open for hire or open for opportunities. And just that, you get a lot of DMs, right? Yeah, people slide into your LinkedIn DMs right, to give you opportunities, right? So, so, I think the ecosystem in LinkedIn has been pretty well built as much as a lot of the content are very like fluffy and like annoying. At least for me, it's very fluffy and annoying because it's overly simplified, A lot of these ideas, right, they tell you certain things but they don't tell you the caveats. They don't contextualise it. They just make it sound like, I'll just do this. Do these three things to increase your income, blah, blah, blah. They don't contextualise. I don't like it. But that's a different discussion. All that being said, you must have a LinkedIn account. What are you waiting for, right? Go and open a LinkedIn account and slowly build it up. You don't want to like, when things are not doing so well, then you build it up and all that, right? So, So, please go and do that. And I think a very good way to go about venting corporate anger, right? It's like when you work, you work a job, you like beta, what client? Fucking annoying. Uh, boss, so throw tantrum at me. Then who can I throw tantrum at? I'm the lowest life form in my company, you know? Or, uh, even worse, I'm middle management. I cannot throw down, I cannot throw up. i right? stuck in the middle. What do I do? You rage LinkedIn. Ah, you rage LinkedIn or you rage send out, you know, <laughs> Uh, I am available for opportunities, you know, like rich, send, resume and all that, right? It's a great way to kind of check whether you are valid in the market and also at the same time, exhume your energy. Lah. Don't just drink, lah, right? Rich, send LinkedIn posts or rich, send resume out there to see if there are opportunities for you. And I think that's a great way to go about managing the kind of corporate anger and all that. But, but okay, that being said, right? Being a frequent jumper really does give you that kind of salary increment. The very fact that you are working in someone's company in order for you to jump, there must be more perks, right? If not, why will you jump, right? So, the other party also know that they have to match or bring it higher. And of course, you must bring it higher, like, if not, why you jump, right? So, that being a frequent jumper and jumping from a position that you already have a job is a very powerful negotiation tool. And it's also a great validation from the other side to know that, oh, this person is hired, got company one them, especially a reputable company, right? So, all these adds to your advantage and also adds to the other hiring people believing that you know what you're doing, right? So, if you want to join a very big tech company, at least you're in a medium tech company. And you are like, oh yeah, I think they know lah, they're hired, right? Maybe can jump. So, this becomes a very well-established idea, right? Even Jameis came on the show to talk about it, right? Be a frequent jumper, right? Work two years here, three years here, jump to the next place. Some people work one year, jump already, right? So, I don't know if working one year is a great decision to jump maybe two years right and to be clear you don't need to jump out of a sector you can jump within the sector right? And then you you become like a little bit more understanding of the sector. You're not seen as just like butterflying around, right? You actually are trying to figure out what works for you in this space, right? And I, and I think that is well and beautiful. Like we assume, right, you never change a sector in the start of the discussion, right? So assuming you're not changing a sector such that you like repackage yourself, join a fast growth sector, get the massive increment, even within the sector you're in, if you are a frequent jumper, move around, it helps you, right? And to be clear, as a frequent jumper, you may end up not jumping because companies do match your pay. Okay, uh, just for a simple understanding, company usually spend about three times the employee salary to hire the next person. Okay, uh, think about it, okay? Simply put, they at least spend... Uh, one time to pay the commission for Headhunters or all the softwares and all the platform fees, right? They pay about one time your salary and then usually they hire the person to come in, they give the person and you like one month to kind of like bridge over, right? So that in itself is already like at least two months of salary because the person that comes in, they have a learning curve, you are offloading, you have a. You need to spend some time to kind of offload this thing, right? So just a simple transition, one month to the Headhunters or one month to the platforms and two months just to make sure you guys bridge The work companies spend about three months just to transit at the very least. The higher the ranks, the more expensive it is to change people, right? So, if you think about it, three months of salary in other words, if I give you five percent increment, you stay, I match your salary at ten percent increment, I still save more within the year, and then eventually I can kind of review whether I still want you, right? So, all these realities, huh? And I think that's an important perspective that we need to have, right? So, don't be afraid to uh, want to jump, right? And don't be afraid to take on new opportunities. And what's the worst? You can always come back, right? If you're good enough, companies will want you back. Just when you leave, don't be a bad lever. Like, I think I think there's an idea here which is a, a bad lever, right? Essentially, you uh, smear the company and all that. Depends on how far you want to go, lah. Okay, I would say in the early days when you don't really have a lot of capital, a lot of political capital, don't have a lot of sway, don't have a lot of influence, don't have a lot of money, Tarek a bit la, right? Give chance, give chance. <laughs> I just say this, is not my cup of tea. The environment doesn't fit my ideals or doesn't fit my goals and then go to the next place lah. Just go to the next place. Eventually, you know, when you're a little bit stronger, your, your words matter. You know, if not, you kind of get subsumed in a lot of the political pressure lah. Okay, of different industries. Because uh, the sectors are small. Singapore is a small space. uh, Everybody knows everyone. So yes, that is the main idea. Be a frequent jumper. No paise, Get close relationship with the headhunters. If not, at least have a LinkedIn account. Okay, be a frequent jumper. And the next... Point uh, the proven strategy to increase your pay, and that is to squeeze yourself into the leading organisations in your space. The keyword is squeeze. We have a little bit more discussion after word from our sponsor. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, so the keyword here is squeeze, right? Because you don't need me to tell you that everybody in the industry somehow has this idea that if you are from a big, Firm right in the space, right? Like, whether you are like big four accounting la, big four, I don't know, management consultant la, you know, you're from Lee and Lee la, Raja and Tan la, or you're from Microsoft la, you know, whatever, right? If you are from the biggest firms in the space, Capital Land, you know, whatever you, whatever you Singapore, right? So, assuming you are from the biggest companies in the sector, uh, it adds to your resume, people see you different. Really? Even some people, <laughs> recently I saw some people trying to, you know, uh, share the credibility of the organizations that they are in. Right? <laughs> so, when they do the LinkedIn posts, uh, then they'll be like, I would love to thank, you know, the Masih, thank uh, this fund, that bank, for giving me opportunities over the many years to be who I am, such that now, I can take up a big role in this consultancy, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, you get the idea like You get the idea, guys. So, get yourself into a big organization or join the biggest in the game, right? Then suddenly your value is different, right? People see you differently for don't know why, don't know why. And the question here is how, right? If you are already very good at what you do, of course, huh, quite easy to get in. Huh? Okay, don't say easy, but it's like a lot easier, right? But if you're not, what if you're not? And that's why the key word is squeeze. And the idea here is very simple, right? In many big organizations, there are processes that people don't like. They are not popular. They're not called. They always got hiring problems, on I mean, other than IT and tech, which is like super skilled kind of situation where it's, it's just very hard for you if you don't know. Of course, you don't just do skills feature or learn to code, right? go for it, right? Upgrade yourself, improve yourself, right? So you can do all that. All that and great, right? But actually, there are a lot of operations in big organizations that people don't like. And of course, many a times it falls under operations, right? Things like compliance, things like client management, you know, even like sales or business development. A lot of things in the middle, people don't like. Unless they are professional, even HR, you know, or even accounts, right? So, So some of these things, people don't like it. Right. People don't like it. So it's it's always perpetually hiring. <laughs> you see one? Huh? It's always there, one. Perpetually hiring one. Okay. It's, it's always there. Always people always hiring compliance and always hiring yeah, operations, always hiring client management, a lot of these things, right? Because all oh, like call center. People are very afraid of these things, right? I mean, and I, and I understand because of all the horror stories that maybe the pay is not the best. Right. But the idea here is once you squeeze into the big organization, you can ask for transfer. And it's a lot easier. Right, so you can squeeze into a big organization, and then you ask to transfer to the department that you always wanted. Right, so maybe you studied something, right? Like maybe you study accounts, right? You study accounts already, and then you come as a well, accounting, are ah, very boring. Ah, I don't want to do this. Very sad. Okay, so what do you do? You end up the moment the, you come out the first job, you do marketing, right? Everybody want marketing, like what sexy? You know, always give the pictures, right? They don't make sense, on <laughs> But yeah, so whatever, right? You, you join marketing and all that, right? And, and you love it. Wow, fun, yeah, exciting. You know, but because you don't really have a lot of credentials, uh, because you never do a lot of marketing projects, your internship wasn't in the right places, so you couldn't end up in the, the big companies. You end up joining the smaller companies, right? So what you can potentially do, let's say you want to join like big tech, right? Why not you join the accounts department of the big tech? Because that is your skill set, right? You already have it. Everybody knows you have it. But like, you don't love it enough to do like big four, right? Every day the accountant very, very one, Very kangkok, uh, the people that work your accounts in the big four. Right? Have you seen like you walking the way, like listening to this podcast, walking your way to like Raffles Place, right? Like going back home. And then you see all these people coming out, uh, big hour coming out, all accountant. <laughs> all going back to work. <laughs> so auditor, uh, accounts are very sinku, right? So yeah, I, I, people don't like it. I get it. So the idea here is once you get one foot in, you build relationship with the, PR, the HR, you get to know the other departments, you make friends, and then you can position yourself to jump. There's a lot of internal shifts that is much easier. Once you get in, they have the buy-in for you, you can shift to the department that you want. Right, so this covers two things, right? One is now you are officially part of the big organisation. So, income definitely is much better. And of course, if you then choose to jump out of the big organisation, you have reputation. So, that is very powerful. The other is instead of going head-on in the original job scope that you wanted, now you take a tangent but you hit back in to the job that you wanted. Right? So, wow, one stone hit many birds. Ah, right, So, you squeeze into a big organisation, you increase your pay, you increase your reputation such that when you come out, uh, if you choose to come out, your pay is still going to be very strong and powerful because people assume that, you know, wow, this one from big company come out one. Right? Similar to how people think like, oh, this person come from a great university. Right? So, similar idea. Right? There is some sort of association there. And then you tangent, swing, you know, two years down, you still get the job that you wanted. Right. So I think that's the idea, right? Squeezing yourself into the biggest organization in your space uh, does give you a lot of value and uh, very likely will increase your pay, lah, right? Because they're the biggest. Right. And then even after that, once you are part of the biggest, when you come out, right? Oh, there's a lot of good things for you. Usually that is what I hear from a lot of different people, right? You've seen many people around, and I'm going to interview more and more of them. Check out choose, you will hear them. And this brings me to the third point, okay? Proven way to uh, increase your pay without running for politics. (laughs) The third point is be likable and build up political capital, okay? This is extremely important. Please throw away the meritocracy idea in your head, okay? I know uh, I've heard so many people say this. As long as I'm good, people will see me. As long as I'm valuable, people will see me. Answer is no, No, okay? There is a chance that people will see you just because you're good, but it's not very likely, okay? If you... How to increase that chance? Go out there. Put yourself out there. Make friends. Go for a networking event. Go for industry events, right? You work in HR. When was the last time you go to an SHRI event? Right? You work in like FinTech or you work in like, you know, finance. When was the last time you joined some of these FinTech events? Right? There's a new crypto thing. Why you never go and take a look at what your competitors are doing? Right? So, you must go for these events. You must get to know people. LinkedIn some people. Talk to them. The, in- the leading people in the industry. See if they give you a chance to connect with them. And if you get to do that, you are building capital, building political capital, you're building the influence. More and more people know you and then yeah, you get very good opportunities and some of these opportunities really will not come with you just being very good at what you do. Okay? it's it's, I think me and my friends, we have established this idea, right? Being very good at what you do gets you into the middle. So like, maybe in the banks would be like AVP, you know, maybe VP, you know, but, but banks, all the all inflated ones, all the titles, all inflated one. So it's more, more like manager or like senior manager, at best, being very good at what you do. But to move up, you need an opportunity, right? To move up further into the leader realm, the director, the people making the decision, you need, opportunity. And this opportunity only comes when people like you, people trust you, people have good vibes about you. They understand your values, your ideas, your worldview and they feel like we vibe together, we are on a mission. Only then, you can move further. Okay, that is how I look at it. right? so assuming you want to stay in the sector that you're in, but you want to keep moving up and moving up, moving up, then you need the kind of opportunities and the best way is to get to know a lot of people, build up your political capital and then be very influential. I mean, you can start a podcast. I know a lot of people do that, right? They start a podcast, they get some of the leading voices, talk, 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 talk. Suddenly, they become influential like war. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please vote for me. Thank you. <laughs> but the idea is there, right? And, and I know, I know it's tiring. I know, very concord. Wow, what uh, I still got to do this. Uh, go back, take care of kids. Uh, everything still must Build up political capital. Oh my goodness. The idea here is if you don't want, it's fine. I don't think it's a problem. But if you want, if you want, this is something you have to do. Okay, but, uh, but interesting tip is if you are going for industry event. Actually, most of your companies will allow you to go during work hours. That's why a lot of industry events happen during work hours right? And then you can just go as a work hour. In fact, industry events perform better during work hours than weekends. ends, right? We, we end, you set up like some maritime fair. Who go? Who go? Who will go? <laughs> so nobody will go, right? So, industry events are usually set up on the weekdays anyway. So, ask for time off, go for it, right? And if you don't want to go, Joe, a few friends go together, lah, right? incentivize yourself. And if your company cannot allow the multiple people go together, then chill another friend in the same sector from a, different company to go together, right? It's not that difficult. But you must be intentional. You must be intentional with the idea that, okay, I need to build up political capital. I must throw away the idea that meritocracy, as long as I'm good, people will see me No, Throw away this idea. You must be good. This is a baseline. But then on top of being good, you must be seen. People must know you. You must be connected. You must build up political capital, right? It's like it's like where I am today, right? Because of all your support, you tune in. Of course, I'm quite cute, quite smart, quite entertaining, right? I know, right? If not, why will you tune in? <laughs> so, so all those things are valid. But because you tune in every week, I get a certain amount of influence. And then some of these other people want to get to know you guys also. So they want to share your ideas. So that I get to know other people. So, you know, it's like I'm going on this cycle of like building up a lot of influence and you can do it in small ways, right? You don't need to be a legendary podcaster, thank you, you know. <laughs> you, you can you can just, you know, be a little bit more influential, know a little bit more friends, you know, in the space they are in. And there are a lot of good perks why I tell you. Okay, when it's like, it's like recently, I'm trying to systemize TFC a little bit more, like, you know, like having a product brief, la, project brief, la, you know, content structure. A lot of these things, they start to come in and I'm like, oh my god, I got to build all these from scratch, so difficult. But now, because I have friends in the sector that are from other media companies, I ask hey, can you send me your template? Is it okay you share with me your template? And then, dah I got all the templates. And then now, I have an easier basis to work out of. Right? So, it helps my work, it gives me opportunities, it builds my influence and then, voila, I can increase my pay eventually. Right? So, I think this is extremely important and I really want to highlight, right? Throw the idea of meritocracy out of the door. You must still be good at what you do lah, huh? It's not that you like, cha-cha and then you like, just go and like, oh, hi, hi, hi. No, people won't care. You must be decently good at what you do but at the same time, go out there, be connected, be influential or at least be influential within the circle that you're in. Influential does not mean like, you know, celebrity or, you know, it. <laughs> See, yeah, But you can be good friends with a lot of important people or get to know a lot of people in the space that you're in. And then you can share ideas, share resources and grow well and good. Very beautiful. Right? So at the end of the day, I just want to say that if this is not your goal, it's fine. I'm not saying you have to do it. But if your goal is to increase your income, and all that, right? I think these are the three most proven ways to go about increasing your income, right? And of course, you can learn other things. You can invest. You can learn a side hustle. All those things is up to you. It's fine. But within the parameters of growing, of increasing your income within the job parameter and not changing, not doing massive changes to your life, I think these are three proven ways So I'm going to sum it up. Number one is to be a frequent jumper. Very well tested, proven. Jump to different companies and when you're in a company, you have a lot more negotiating power to jump to the next company at a higher price because you're not urgent. You're not in a rush. The other side also know that in order to get you over, they need to pay you more, right? So be a frequent jumper. Number two is to squeeze yourself into the leading organisations in your space. This is very important because once you go in, you can ask for a pivot back to the original post that you wanted and now you're part the leading organization in your field. Your reputation is different. People see you differently. Everybody trying to make friends with you. Trust me, go and try it, okay? Many people have said that. And of course, the last thing is be likable. Build up political capital, okay? Throw away the idea of meritocracy. You still must be good at what you do, but you must go out there and make friends, get to know people, you know, be sufficiently influenced within the industry. You get a lot of opportunities and makes your work much easier, Okay, so with that I hope you learned something useful today See ya I hope you learned Something useful today I truly appreciate That you took time off To better your life With the financial coconut Knowledge That much more powerful, interesting When shared Debated and discussed Join our community Telegram group And hopefully By then we have uh, Reddit And yeah Sign up for our Email newsletter Follow our TikTok do our, Join our YouTube Yeah all the stuff la. And of course If you like First Dips My segment And you really think That it should be on YouTube Let me know Okay I'm trying to like Think of how to do this Properly on YouTube Okay, so yeah we will see, we will see. Maybe, maybe I'll start recording my video for this segment. And yeah, with that, I hope you learned something useful today and take care. Bye bye. Okay, so I am not very sure what is going to happen next week because I I am recording this episode to be stored in the backlog. So that huh, when the politicians have this discussion, I can put my episode out. So I want to hijack the SEO. <laughs> so, so I'm going to do that, okay? Most important is the ideas. Lah, huh? But yeah, I think this is probably the second month of the year. I know after all the celebration, you take a breather and be like, wow, so many things have happened. What's next? So don't be too in a hurry I feel right As we go along We'll learn more things together There are some core ideas In personal finance That I will repeat In the next few months Especially investing I know a lot of you are concerned So I will share with you Some of uh, elevated Or improved ideas for 2023 To think a little bit about For investing Okay So yeah See you next week